This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ooh, it's going to be a spicy boy today. Lots to get through, probably a whole bunch more breaking news happening just as I hit upload on this because that's how this fucking works. But as I sit back and admire this gorgeous 81-mile pimp into Nasnial racing circuit that we broadcast from today, and I get out those binoculars, and I see Doris on all fours scrubbing away at mile 71, keeping it as clean as she often does, I wonder, how did we get here? I mean, not literally, of course, you know the Cultipotamus took the private jet from the mansion in the south of France, but I look out and I see the 50 and a half million people filing in, grabbing a seat and think that this $62 billion circuit, I don't know, I've lost my train of thought. But it's now time to hand the mic over to a man. Oh, focus in on that man, because a man that once Got an over-the-pants handjob from Margaret Thatcher. That man is Mr. David Croft. Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back. Relax for the Park It In My Ferme show. Here is your host, Colby. Woo! That is right. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, grab it tight with both hands because it's your main squeeze. Cody, aka the Cold Eponymous, back again with another your mum because it's an absolute banger. You know where to find me, in the jacuzzi, next to the infinity pool, next to the pit lane, soaking up the sun, getting that nice leathery behind, glistening beautifully. And if you happen to stumble across my fur, oh, I'm stumbling over my words there. Well, don't be scared. Just ram it on up in there, park it on up in there, because it is the Park It In My Fermé show, the number one. 
Boom! Comedy F1 podcast in the entire world. We've got all the news, opinions, discussions, results, reviews, previews, love triangles, and dreary takeover rumors and more. Episode 114, approaching you like you were the last female in a nightclub full of blokes at last call. So watch out. Don't be down like a clown, Charlie Brown, either. If you've missed out on the previous 113, they're on the number one website in the cosmos that doesn't contain any boobies yet. Park it in my or better yet, look down at that podcast listening device and give the subscribe and follow button a little slap and tickle. That way you get to be the first in the world to hear my sexy, soothing, smooth sounds three times a week. And there ain't a damn thing wrong with rolling around in the slop having a little slap and tickle with the Cordopotamus three times a week. Whoa! Well, what are we going to talk about today? Well, Mazepin is officially a goner out and about. We all saw it coming, but he's finally axed, so we reflect on the brief time in F1 as well as what it means for Haas moving forward. We start the chatter around Andretti Autosport coming into F1 as well as looking at the worst drivers in F1 history to see if Mazepin made the list and what are the best pay drivers in F1 history to see if Mazepin made the list. (laughs) But please, 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 go and see Doris because I'm looking into the crowd, a sea of adoring fans, and I love you all, but you look hideous and uptight. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, wait, don't leave. No, no, where are you going? Where are you going? Come back, come back, come back. What I'm trying to say is this. Go and see Doris, the 93-year-old, at one of our 103 merchandise stands around the circuit. Or, if you can't make it there, head to parkitinmyfermate.com slash merch and grab yourself something nice and relaxing. I suggest an embroidered silk robe. Light some candles. Rub oils all over your body from head to tippity-toe. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Um, So let's give the position back to Hamilton. Obviously, do that strategically. Position back. Oh. oh, they touched and they collided. Just brake testing me. He's on. I've just hit him, man. My wing's broken. No, it's okay. It looks okay. He's been told to give you the position. He just brake tested me, though. So I didn't know what's going on. Make sure you like the socials at Park It in My Ferme on Facebook. Twitter and Instagram. That's exactly what you need to do, but don't dilly dally. We don't have long. You know why we don't have long? <laughs> you know why we don't have long? Oh, we are on the road, baby. Not far to go before we hit Bahrain for preseason testing. And then, not far to go again as we get ready for round one. Let's go. Bahrain. We are on the road. We are not far away at all. Sorry. Sorry, I'm I'm a little distracted because I did my morning meditation like I always do. I woke up 5 a.m. because I'm just like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I get up, I think he actually gets up at like 3 or something. I'm not Mark Wahlberg with that crazy like 3 a.m. crap and then golf like five times. What the hell is he on about? Also, for a guy that gets... Nah, I'm not I'm not even going to get into it. Anyway, I did what I usually do, which is strip down, get butt naked, find a full-length mirror. <laughs> Lucky for me, the mansion, especially the boudoir, is wall-to-wall and ceilings and floors, all mirrors. And I just stand there, and I stare 
for at least four to five hours every single day. And I look down and I see my penis has become rock hard as it often does. But I, 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 I've lost my train of thought again. I don't know what's going on. Look, okay, all right, all right. Let's, let's get back to it. What I'm trying to say is this. Damn, I look good today. <laughs> Ooh, I look good. I'm in that fresh pimp merch. Parkwoodbuffermay.com slash merch. 5% off for everyone listening right now. If you use podcast exclusive five when you check out more, if you're a Patreon too. But look, let's talk about it because it's finally happened. Nikita, give them titties a squeeze, Mazapan. Because you're a rich boy Ooh, and you know you can't drive and it doesn't really matter anyway. You can rely on your old man's money. You can rely on your old man's money. He can't anymore because he's been released by Haas and is no longer a Formula One driver. It was only a matter of time at this point and we've covered it in the last few episodes and he would be absolutely clueless if he actually thought that Haas were going to keep him ahead for the 2022 season. There was about as much chance of that happening as me getting Margot Robbie to sit on my face. But with Mazepin's daddy not able to sponsor the team and Mazepin himself not able to drive in the British GP since they've banned Russian drivers, it was only his skills that were going to keep him in the job. And with him consistently qualifying in last place and having the highest finish of 17th last season, it didn't look likely and his skills weren't good enough for Formula 1. Haas had to say this in a statement regarding it all. Haas F1 team has elected to terminate with immediate effect the title partnership of Eurokali and the driver contract of Nikita Mazepin. As with the rest of the Formula 1 community, the team is shocked and saddened by the invasion of Ukraine and wishes it a swift and peaceful end to the conflict. Well, of course. I mean, you don't even need to really come out and say that. Aren't we all hoping that happens? It was really a no-brainer from Haas. They needed to do this. The problem they have now is that they need money, and a lot of it, to finance a Formula 1 team. They recently have had issues trying to locate sponsors, which is one of the reasons why Dimitri Mazepin came to the team in the first place. But I'll go through that a little bit later on in a bit more detail as well when I go through my solutions on how to get Haas back to where they can be at a threat on the grid and not just because their drivers may run their cars into other drivers on the grid, but actually a threat because they're quite good. Gunter Steiner is very optimistic around the team and their financial situation. This is what he had to say. He said, financially, we are okay. It has no implementation on the team, how we are running it, how we are doing, how we plan this season. There are more ways to get funding, so there's no issue with that. Eh, I'm calling bullshit on that. Get ready to see Rich Energy come back in. Fuck me. But obviously, Nikita was devastated with the decision. Mazepin had this to say, I'm very disappointed to hear that my F1 contract has been terminated. While I understand the difficulties, the ruling from FIA, plus my ongoing willingness to accept the conditions proposed in order to continue were completely ignored and no process was followed in this unilateral step. To those who have tried to understand my eternal thanks, I have treasured my time in F1 and genuinely hope we could all be together again in better times. I will have more to say in the coming days. Cool, Mazepin. Mazzy, Mazzy, Mazzy. 
But anyway, so now the big question is, who is going to be Nikita's replacement? And I'm sure as soon as I hit publish on this episode, they will announce it. But it seems like everyone is making the shortlist from Daruvala to Hulkenberg, even to Giovinazzi to Fittipaldi, and even Oscar Piastri. Now, personally, I'd love to see Piastri get the gig, obviously Australian. After all, he did win F2 and F3 in his first seasons there, and is currently the reserve driver at Alpine. Why not get him in a house and see what he can do? Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right, because he's under contract at Alpine. So I believe their current reserve drivers, Antonio Racing Car, Jesus Giovinazzi, and Fitboy Fittipaldi, will be the favorites in line to actually get it. Well, whoever they decide to go with, they need to make a decision fast as preseason testies is less than a week away. But get excited. Get excited, Klaus. Are you fight? Oh, who the fuck is this? Thank God it's ringing, actually, because I didn't want to talk to Klaus. I, I, they called my bluff on that one. Yeah, hello. Go for Kudopotamus. Gene. Gene Haas, you son of a bitch. What the hell are you doing calling my number? What's that? Oh, you, you teamed up with NSYNC to sing a song to Nikita Mazepin? Well, you, you've slipped the cassette into Doris's cleavage earlier today? Okay. Well, then I'll get Klaus to fish it out and we'll give it a good listen. Oh, word of warning. You stuff up a little bit towards the end of the song and we're too lazy to re-edit. That sounds about right, but okay, let's give it a shot. Bye, bye, bye. Ooh. Bye bye. Oh. I'm doing this tonight. Mazepin, fuck off, it ain't right. Your driving course is a fright. Hey, Nikita, come on. Your daddy can't pay cash. You're always coming last. So now you need to leave. Come on and fuck off. We all cannot take no more It ain't no lie You can't even Fucking score Mazepin bye bye He's so far behind today Stella You drive worse than Helen Keller You cannot drive and it ain't no lie Mazepin bye bye You've been squeezing titties too much It would be different if you didn't suck it's about damn time and I ain't no lime as a pin bye bye. Putin gave us the reason because your driving ain't pleasing. You were gonna suck all season. Nikita, come on. Gene Haas is really old. Thank God he did a soul. Dimitri, he would have made a joke of F1. We all cannot take no more. It ain't no lie. You can't even fucking score Mazepin. Bye bye. You're so far behind it, ain't Stella. You drive worse than Helen Keller. You cannot drive, and it ain't no lie. Mazepin. Bye bye. You've been squeezing titties too much. It would be different if you didn't suck. It's about damn time, and it ain't no lie. As a pen, bye bye. You need.
ready to give up, I know for sure. You're not welcome in this paddock anymore. Bye bye. That's enough now, go and fuck off. Everyone in the sport has just had enough. I know you've won more than Lando back in F2, but you need to leave goodbye. Watching you drive was rough, and we've had enough, and it ain't no like goodbye. Now all we do is look like a fool to you, just another wanker you drive like poo. I don't want to be a fool, but it ain't no lime as a pen, bye bye. You're so far behind, it ain't Stella. You drive worse than Helen Keller. You cannot drive, and it ain't no lime as a pen, bye bye. Um, wow, I, Gene, and Sync, I can't believe it was the collaboration we didn't know we wanted. And we got, thank God for that. That was whew, simply something magnificent. But now it's time for your stat of the week. I'm a stat man. Formula One stat man. Cody's a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Stat time. Yeah. Oh, so much stats. So many stats. I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Uh, stats, stats, stats. Yeah. Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Who I am a stat man. A right, little Mazepin stat for you. Nikita Mazepin has been competing as a racer since 2010. Since he was 10 years old. 37 different series and championships he's been involved in. He's never won a single one. He's finished second in GP3 series back in 2018 and third in the 2019-2020 F3 Asian Championship, but that was about it. However, he still has more wins to his name in Formula 2 than Lando Norris. Your precious Lando. And no one can ever take that away from him. Good luck in retirement, Nikita Mazepin. Go grab as many Tartars as you want. But how's that for... Your stat of the week. Bada, bada, bee, bada, bada, bada. He's a stat man. Oh, that was a good stat. Yeah, such a good stat. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat man. Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, this pretty cool. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. We need to talk about, this will probably be the last time we're talking about Mazepin and Haas and all that. I hope at least because we've been bringing it up a lot. But ever since we have had devastation of war, we've had people that profit from it. And despite the massive amount of lives that are lost, cities destroyed, survivors scarred and traumatized, there are still winners that gain from this. 
we may be about to see another person find themselves in a position again to see their wealth and notoriety in Formula One skyrocket due to others' misfortune. I won't go into detail too much here, but long story short, Vladimir Putin is a dickhead. He has invaded the Ukraine and started a war. Sports around the world are uniting and saying, hold your horses, you wank stain. You do shit like that, and we will say no Russian sponsors in the sport. And in some instances, no Russian athletes are allowed to compete as well. A team that has struggled quite publicly with not only on-track performances, but off-the-track issues as well is Haas. They've been desperate for some sponsorship and an injection of funds and were able to get it from Dmitry Mazepin, a Belarusian Russian oligarch. He basically said, I'll save your asses, but my son likes cars. Give him a chance and put my company's name on the side of your cars. And made the cars also look like the Russian flag. So Nikita got a seat. He won a couple of F2 races, but Nikita had a horrible time of it in Formula 1, failing to finish higher than 17th. Zero points, many, many spins, but he had an excuse because that car was a piece of shit. And because of the cash behind him, he was going to continue to have a fight in Formula 1. But Putin went ahead, and what did he do? Some fucking Vladimir Putin things and ruined stuff for everyone else. That fucking prick. Huss, take... Daddy Mazepin's company off the car. Removed the Russian-style livery and the FIA condemned Russia and its actions and ripped up the contract it had in place to continue racing in Russia. Nikita Mazepin was still allowed to be able to drive and compete, but then the British GP said, yeah, yeah, the guy can stay in the sport, but we aren't allowing him to race here. So Haas then terminated his contract immediately. I think they would have done it regardless, but at least now... They don't look like the bad guys. It's like Rocky Four all over again. Huss are Rocky. Mazepin is Dolph Lundgren. But a few weeks ago, Michael Andretti from Andretti Autosport, but of course more famously former IndyCar champion and former Formula One driver as well as being the son of Mario Andretti, a former Formula One world champion back in 78, he announced that he would be interested in fielding a US-based team in Formula One. Most likely it would take some time to come into the sport and they were aiming for a season 2024, giving them enough time so that when the season started, they were good to go and don't find themselves in a position that Haas are in right now. But the war has presented Andretti with something to think about. Gene Haas is a man that is in charge, and the time that he introduced Haas into F1 back in 2016 to now, he's aged about 104 years. He went from looking like a young, handsome man to the guy in the last crusades that drinks from the wrong fucking grail. It's becoming a fucking headache for him, a stress in his life. I could be wrong and he might be loving it at the moment, but the name Haas is in the fucking toilet at the moment. He has to now go out and find people to sponsor that car again and will probably end up calling Rich Energy again. So why not sell it to Andretti? Andretti will take it away. All the pressure and all the hassle. And it's a win for them too. Buying a team that's desperate is cheap but they still have all the infrastructure in place, as well as a young man named Mick Schumacher there that knows what the hell he is doing. Sometimes opportunities present themselves in unusual circumstances. Haas F1 is just a series of unfortunate events that has led to the name being dragged through the mud. If Haas made a factory car, there is no way I'm telling my mates, hey, I'm gonna go buy the latest Haas. If it were the 80s and 90s, there is no way we're hanging up Haas posters on our bedroom walls. Gene, give it a rest. 
Sell to Andretti and let's get an American team in place that knows what the hell they are doing. They can get a nation behind them and ride the drive to survive hype train. But what do you guys think? Is it time that he sells? Is it time Andretti jumps the gun and goes in now? Let me know on the socials. at parking in my firm, mate. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, I have water running in my foot. Because your drinking system is making like... How is it difficult to do simple things? The pump apparently was not running. So maybe it's leaking somewhere else. We're having a look. Yeah, because I disconnected. It kept leaking in my helmet. Most simple part in the whole car. And we can fix it. Whew, Klaus, it's, uh, it's been a pretty good first half. How was that Gene Haas and NSYNC collab? Whoa, who would have thought? Who would have thought? But uh, yeah, yeah, you know what's coming up. You need to look after the people right now because i got to run off. i got to see a man about a dog, if you know what I'm saying. i got to snap one of those off. I'm going to drop the Cosby kids off at the pool. Whew. But uh, please keep the people entertained. Cheers. Appreciate it. Love you. For generations, people would watch cars go by until they finally wanted them to go by fast. Racing was then born. And who was going to talk about all the racing? Why, Caldi, of course. Welcome to the Pocket in My Ferme Show, the number one comedy F1 podcast in the world. Here's your host, Galdi. Ho, ho, ho. What a sexy first half we had. More singing to get the blood flow going to all the right spots. Haas finally terminating Nikita's contract. And we talked about Andretti stepping in a little bit earlier than expected, perhaps. But don't go anywhere. A huge second half so big that I would take a picture of it. I'm that proud of how big it is. Then send it to Mrs. Cordopotamus. And she's like, damn, that's a big second half. So damn big. We are talking Cooley's top five worst drivers in the history of the sport, as well as instances where pay drivers were actually good in Formula One. I don't know. It's going to be a very interesting second half, so stick around. Make sure you subscribe and follow as well as we got all that preseason testies news coming up later on this week, as well as round one's just around the corner. Klaus, fade my damn music. Fade me out. Fade it out. Fade it out. Klaus, fade it. You're fading? You're fading, Klaus? That's it. That's a stonking lap. You've out-qualified Mr. Hamilton. George Russell. P2. Come on! Yes! Yes! Woo! Yes, guys! Oh, my God. That was a lap. Amazing guys, amazing. Well done everybody, well done. Just fantastic George, well awesome. The whole team did a fantastic job and you were outstanding. Thanks so much, you so much deserve that. Congratulations everyone. <sighs> that was a stonking lap. Make sure you like the socials at Park It In My Ferme on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Do it! Go and like those socials, goddammit. Do it right now! What are you waiting for? Come on, you've got your phone right there. Go click. Go give, go give them a little like. Give it a little follow. Give it a little retweet. Give it a little slide into the DMs. I'll be waiting there. 
I'll be laying there butt naked ready to catch you so you don't hurt yourself sliding in. But guys, you don't have much time because we're on the road. Time to fire up. Bahrain. But we're going to dive straight into it first because we don't have time to muck around. Bahrain is just around the corner, but we're going to go with a cheeky little bit of a... Cody's Top 5. Now these are the top five worst F1 drivers of all time. And I was just doing this list just because I'm interested to see where Nikita Mazepin falls on the list. I mean, I've been picking on... Because you're a rich boy and you know you can't drive and it doesn't really matter anyway. You can rely on your old man's money. You can rely on your old man's money. But he can't anymore. Old man couldn't keep that seat for him. But I want it known. I do not think Nikita Mazepin is the worst driver in Formula 1. In fact, far from it. The Russians started every race in his career, finished most of them, and when I go through my top five, it'll be clear to see there are far more drivers that are deserving of being crowned the worst in F1 history. So without further ado, let's get it started with... Cody's Top 5. Worst F1 drivers of all time, number 5, Marco Apicella. Now he makes the list because he has the record of the shortest Formula 1 race career in the history of the sport. We've brought this up before. He's, he's been mentioned on the show before. Apicella drove for Jordan in the 1993 Italian Grand Prix, but only made it to the first corner when he was hit by JJ Leto's Sauber. He had driven just 800 metres and was replaced by Naz Petty for the following round in Portugal and never raced in Formula 1 again. We'll never know how good he may have been, so perhaps it's more unlucky than bad. And he went on to win the Japanese Formula 3000 series, but in terms of Formula 1... He's pretty fucking bad. Coming in. Cody's top Klaus. five. Jesus fucking Christ, Klaus. Fuck me. I was just about to say, coming in at number four, and then you hit the button. What the hell's that about? Fucking, you're on very thin ice. Very, very thin ice. If you do something wrong one more time, I'm going to kick you in the nuts. All right? Jesus Christ. I'm really sorry about that. No, don't leave. Don't come back. Come back to your seats. Please come back. Klaus is a moron and he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Ah, let's try that again. Okay. Cody's top five. Number four, Taki. See, he's more famous for his comedy accidents during an eventful 1995 season than his distinctly average driving. The first came during the Monaco Grand Prix when he stalled his footwork during the first qualifying session while sitting in the cockpit awaiting to be towed back to the pits his car was hit by a Renault Clio course car and flipped on its back now fortunately he was still wearing his racing helmet and took part in the race despite having a minor concussion that's probably a big no-no now but then later on at the Hungarian Grand Prix of the same season he retired with an engine failure and was helping marshals to get a fire extinguisher when he was hit by a course car and knocked off his feet. Fortunately, he was unharmed, but retired from F1 at the end of that season. Oh, tucky, tucky, tucky. Moving on. Cody's top five. Number three, Adrian Campos. 
He's known in the F1 community for having more retirements than Michael Jordan. Spaniard Campos participated in 21 Grand Prix for Minardi in 1987 and 1988, but retired an incredible 14 of the 16 races he started. His F1 career got off to an awful start when he was disqualified in the season opening Brazilian Grand Prix because of, he somehow forgot his earplugs. Yeah, he was disqualified because he forgot his earplugs. By the time he had gone back and fitted them in place, the rest of the field had moved away and Campos was disqualified after retaking his grid slot instead of starting from the back. Are you kidding me, Adrian? Oh, Minardi, they were just really doing everything they could to be the hilarious team of Formula One. Anyway, we move on. Number two. Cody's top five. Jean Dennis de la Traz. His Formula One career was as short lived as it only lasted three races. Having joined Castrapped Laus with sponsor funding in 1994, de la Traz made the grid for the season ending Australian Grand Prix, but was lapped. 10 times before retiring. He drove just two more times for Pacific in 1995, retiring in Estolil with cramps before finishing 15th at the Nürburgring, despite almost crashing into Damon Hill. <sighs> Lapped 10 times in Adelaide, 10 times before retiring. Jeez Louise. And coming in finally, number one. Cody's top five. Worst F1 drivers of all time is Chalak Nissany. Absolutely did not butcher that name at all. The closest most Formula One fans get to competing in the sport is through their dreams or chosen video game consoles. But for successful Israeli businessman Chalak Nissany. Nissani? Let's go with Nissani. His dreams became reality when he bought himself a drive for the Minardi team. Nissani only took up racing as a hobby at the ripe old age of 38, but made his F1 debut during practice for the 2005 Hungarian Grand Prix. Then aged 41, well off the pace, Nissani span into the gravel trap before being craned off the circuit while still seated in the car because he couldn't remove his steering wheel. He was immediately replaced by the far more competent Enrico Docatello. Couldn't get out of the car because he didn't know how to remove the steering wheel. Had to be craned out while sitting in the car. See, if you actually think about it and did a list of every Formula One driver there ever was, there were probably at least 15 to 20 drivers worse than Nikita Mazepin. But he did squeeze more titties on social media and did Get more wins in Formula 2 than Lando Norris. Your precious Lando. Come on, guys. Let me know what you think. Did I miss out on anyone? Hit me up on the socials at Parker in my Fermi. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Ocon wins the Hungarian Grand Prix. Yeah! Woo! <laughs> yes, guys. Well done, mate. He just won the Hungarian Grand Prix. Well done, mate. Fernando came third. Fernando came fifth, uh, but he uh, is probably the reason that he won. He held off uh, Hamilton for a long time. What a legend. What a legend. <laughs> Man of the day.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But I want to have a little chat to you. Because I'm looking up at the penthouse suite. Looking over the circuit here and I'm looking at the Legends Club. The legends I've got up there. The people that have signed up on the Patreon, patreon.com slash parking in my firme. They've signed up, joined as legends. All right. You have that opportunity too. Head over. Link is in the description. Oh, what do you get? <laughs> what do you get as a legend? That's great. You get instant access to the Call to I'll slide into your DMs. We'll have a nice little back and forth. I'm always having to do that with you anyway, but I'm going to initiate this one. I'll get pretty randy too. I send a lot of dick pics. Not usually mine. No, that's not true. I get begged for dick pics though. <laughs> Do I ever? Oh my gosh. Plus the millions of requests daily. Got a this. I've heard it's huge. Can I see it? Can I see it? No, you cannot see it. You back off right now. But if you sign up as a legend, you get access to the Call to I know. It's true. You're also going to get 20 percent off on any purchase from the merch store parkerdomafirmate.com slash merch link in the description as well hey don't don't fret if you're not a legend because you still get your five percent off podcast exclusive five when you're checking out but you're going to get shout outs in the show austin caleb chris my three legends sitting up there sipping on unlimited double midoris on ice oh oh my gosh but that's for the legends club there are other tiers Oh yeah, if you want to join the army, the Cultopotamus faithful as we make this the number one show ever, well, you can just pledge $3 a month. Get a nice big virtual slap and tickle with the man himself. Woo! Just know that in my thoughts, I'm just running my hands across your body. But that's just a little, and I want to explain where the money goes. If you are signing up to the Patreon, what do I actually do with the money? I pump it all back into the show. Oh, it's true. It's true. I'm paying for Doris right now with that money. She's on all fours where she feels most comfortable and in her natural status. Down, getting dirty on the track. She's scrubbing away. Do you want Doris to continue doing that or should we actually get some a car or something for her to help out? No, I pay for Klaus. I don't know why. He can't hit a fucking button at the right time, but I pay for him with it. But in all seriousness, it does go towards hosting the show, making sure that uh, I get some sponsorship going as well, and I promote the show on platforms and all across the globe to try and get the millions in. I mean, it's a $76 billion racing circuit we're in right now. You think that's cheap? No, it's $76 billion. I just told you that. Make sure you listen. But no, 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 don't get pissed off. I love you. No, I love you guys. But link is in the description. Sign up today. Become a legend. Right? And I'll love you forever. I mean, I kind of love you already. I do. I love you so much. But if you sign up to be a legend, oh, you have a special, special, special place in my heart. Like our three legends today, Austin, Caleb, and Chris. 
I'm excited. They're sipping double Midori's on ice all day, baby. Up in that penthouse sweet. That was a very free, free, free. Awesome job. Awesome job. What the lion. What the lion. <laughs> and we are P5 in the championship. Front of Lando and uh, then behind the house. What did you... What, what, are, you, what are you? A smooth what? A smooth operator. <laughs> what a year, guys. What a year. But we are close to wrapping up for the day, but I just had a little thought. When it comes to paid drivers, I immediately think rich daddy's boys that can't drive for shit. That's what I think of. I think a lot of people do. And their parents are living through their sons and daughters, but not yet, to watch them have a little fun with the hobby before they move on to polo or sailing or whatever it is, hunting, hunting humans, whatever it is rich white people do. But did you know... There are some prominent names and drivers out there that have had very, very successful careers in Formula One. In fact, some world champions were paid drivers. We have one paid driver on the grid at the moment, I would say Lance Stroll. Because you're a rich boy and you know you can't drive and it doesn't really matter anyway. You can rely on your old man's money. You can rely on your old man's money. Son of Lawrence, son of Mr. Cash's king. Now he hasn't won a race. But the boy has got himself a pole position. Take a listen to that pole in Turkey, by the way. Gobble, gobble. Stroll crosses the line and he does go pole. 147.7. Lance Stroll is on pole for the first time in his career. Said P1. P1. Yes, boys! <laughs> Let's go! Let's go! Let's <laughs> go! Yes! Brad, I want to hear you say it, mate. That's pole position. I want to hear you say it. <laughs> That's pole position, Lance. Pole position. Let's go! As well as a couple of podiums as well. Despite the recent struggles with Aston Martin, you certainly can't say that this driver with a couple of podiums and a pole position to his name is a scrub. But let's look at the uber successful, the two that started out as paid drivers in Formula One that backed themselves and went on to have a monster career in the sport. Let's talk first about Nicky Lauda, the original man on fire. The man saw Joss Verstappen and Roman Grosjean and thinks they're soft bitches. That's how much this man loves to be on fire. Three-time champ, three-time world champion, 25 wins to his name, won a championship after retiring like he's Michael fucking Jordan. Listed him in the top 10 greatest F1 drivers to ever do it a few weeks back. Go take a listen to that one. This guy was a superstar and absolute maniac on the track, but he's not alone. No, there's another driver. Started out as a paid driver as well, and you might not even know this. His name? Michael Schumacher. Ever heard of him? Seven-time world champ. And a man that some consider the greatest to ever do it. Obviously, the idea of being a paid driver soon changed. Because as you start dominating the sport like these two did, then the sponsors come. Then teams are happy that you're no longer there because of your daddy's cash. And they're willing to pay you to drive. But sadly, I think the days are gone and dusted. Amazing paid drivers might be out the window now. Certainly the idea of what we consider a proper paid driver these days. There will always be drivers considered because of their family's wealth. Don't get me wrong, but I believe the level of skill they will have will never be able to get them to that level of them competing for a world title. 
What other successful drivers have there been? Let me know. At Parking in My Fairbank, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And will we see more paid drivers coming to the sport that have skill, or is it going to be more Mazepins than Lauders? That's going to do it today. Short, sharp, and shiny, but it don't get down. It's going to be a huge week coming up. We've got preseason testing and Drive to Survive coming out this week, so you've got to get excited. Make sure you go to parkingitbyfairbay.com if you've missed out on the previous episodes, or make sure you hit that subscribe and follow button on your podcast listening device so you don't miss out. Huge, huge, huge thank you to our legends, our patrons, the Legends Club members, Austin, Caleb, Chris, you guys are the absolute best, having a time of your life up there. Caleb, again, put on your shirt. Chris, stop flirting with Doris. Austin, never change. But you guys are having the time of your life. I appreciate you. You guys get extra, extra discounts when you go to the merch stores, so make sure you use your secret special code there. But guys, as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.